Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Roomy Force Calf Cube. Maximize calf performance and health at grass by optimizing the function of the rumen. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme with John O'Connor. Later in our programme, amongst the many stories, Rachel O'Leary, V&T Dairy Advisor, Chagas Milton, on fertiliser and grass targets for September. But first, Mr Barry Murphy, Deputy News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, on some very good developments. Hello, Daniel. Thanks for having us. Um, look, it is an interesting one from Targish this week. It's Professor Gary Lanigan, so he'd be a well-known scientist in Targish, and he's he, he does a lot of research on the climate front, um, and he was speaking at a Togish Sign Post webinar last Friday. So Togish holds these events every Friday, and they're kind of an, inform, an informative piece, kind of where farmers can learn, um, but, you know, different aspects about different aspects of the of the sector. But it was speaking, or he was speaking on the um, the marginal abatement cost curve. So the the new MAC that was launched for agriculture last month, and it kind of lays out a pathway for agriculture to hit its emissions reduction target of 25% by 2030. But he was saying, look, at this point in time, he thinks farm emissions are already levelling off um, and that there was a 3% decrease last year in 2022, primarily driven by um, less fertiliser use. But he's saying, you know, the signs are positive that, look, the, the ship is starting to turn around. And that's mainly come about through a, a few things, more farmers using uh, low emission slurry spreading, more farmers using protected u- urea, um, improved dairy EBIs, manure management, clover and multi-species soar juice, strong corporation and cover cropping. So they're all things that farmers are doing and it's starting to reduce emissions. Um, but saying that, he also said that, you know, we need to push on now again and that there needs to be an aggressive approach for, from the sector to really cut things further. So we've kind of halted an emissions increase and now we need to turn around and go back the other way and start cutting emissions. But good news anyway for farmers, particularly those who, you know, might be always hearing that, the sector needs to cut and it needs to do this and needs to do that and that we're, we're you know we're we're not hitting those targets but it seems from Tongish's perspective anyway that we're, we are turning that ship around and that good news is reinforced by another article side by side another article by you Barry Murphy in the Irish Farmers Journal Saturday 2nd of September 2023 another great article new methane cutting feed additives for cows nearing licenses this might be the seaweed etc but you know, further examples of how the sector can comply with the emissions targets and, you know, not destroy people who've been in beef for God knows how many lives and generations. That's it exactly, um, John. You know, look, these things, seed additives, 10 years ago, even five years ago, we might have seen they're playing the sky and what are they at all? And, you know, for the average farmer they're listening, these yokes, they seem quite scientific, but what they essentially are is you put, be it a bolus or a powder or a pellet into the cow's stomach, um, and the chemicals in the in the additive they make the cow produce less methane, and it's as kind of as simple as that. And there's a lot more technical science behind it. And the trials are ongoing in Togish Grange at the moment across beef, dairy, and sheep. Um, but this is good news from again from Professor Gary Lanigan, and he's saying off the back of those trials that um, this new feed additive I won't try to pronounce pronounce the full name, but it's it's tree nitrooxypropanol or tree nop is what it's called. Um, that it will be licensed for use in Ireland on dairy cows within 12 months, within the next year. So before, say, the fall of 2024, we should have a, a feed additive available for dairy farmers to use. And what it does is it, it cuts, he's saying these additives will cut, you know, by 2030, they'll be reducing emissions by 12%. He estimates that they'll be, you know, at a cost of €80 Euro per cow per year. 
Um, now that's an interesting point in that who's going to pay for that? Are the farmers going to have to step up and pay for this 80 euro a cow per, year, per cow per year it costs or will the government incentivise and fund it? So it's an interesting one, but definitely a development there that's worth noting in that these things aren't as high in the sky as they might want to be and they're really, we're very close to having these things being rolled out on farms. And Barry, Professor Lanigan says this uh, hoped for three NOP or three NOP will eventually be delivered in a bolus type model. That's it, um, John. You know, like a kind of, I suppose, there's different ways to get this chemical into the cow's stomach or the, the, the additive into the stomach. And um, one of them would be that you'd feed it every day um, in a pellet form. It could be mixed in with their nuts. But again, I'd say many of the farmers listen, they're particularly sucker farmers, they'd be saying, sure, because I don't, I don't feed my cows nuts every day. So, you know, that would immediately rule them out. You could see maybe in a dairy system where they're brought into the parlour and they get a, a dairy nut every day. While they're being milked, you know, it being mixed in there could work quite well. I've seen some of it myself, and you, you could mistake it for a, for a dairy nut or a calf nut. You know, it's only a little pellet, um, and they're safe for the animals to eat and mix in with the nuts. You know, that, that's how it will be consumed. But the bolus will be a simpler job in that it would like a regular bolus for minerals and anything. You put it down the cow the cow's neck into her stomach, and um, it's there, and it kind of over time gets absorbed, but it gives off that chemical and. Um, you know, that that would be a much simpler process for the farmer and they could, you know, bolus their herd of cattle and then that their their methane emissions will be reduced. But again, these things, it's technical science and they all have to be, I suppose, verified. Um, and that work is ongoing at the moment with Talgish. Um, and, you know, Ireland's really stepping up to the plate there and really doing its bit. Um, it, it would be a huge cost-saving thing for farmers and it would really, you know, if we could get all the cattle in to, to produce less methane, would be a long way towards our climate targets. The outstanding question, Barry, who will pay the €80 Euro charge per head? The estimate is €80 Euro per head, but certainly it's progress, and uh, we'll have to find out, of course, whether or not the farmer's going to be stuck for that €80, Euro because with ever-decreasing margins. Finally, Barry, thank you very much for your valuable time. Turning to page 8 in the Irish Farmers' Journal, Saturday, 2nd of September, 2023, beef farmers turning to credit unions for farm finance. About 71% of the loan applications were received from beef farmers. That's it indeed, John, and this is through Cultivate. It's, um, it was it's a, kind of a loan application platform that is run by the credit unions. Um, so they've kind of designated off a certain amount of funding and kind of loans for those, for, for farmers to apply for, essentially. Um, and it's a new system, but it's already given about 100 million out in loans to farmers since it was set up. Um, but what's worth noting is this year, 71% of the loan applications that were received to cultivate, as you said, were from beef farmers. So they're kind of typically smaller loans, and where maybe the dairy farmers, there's two things could be happening there. The dairy farmers aren't borrowing as much anymore, or else they're going to the banks for bigger loans. But the, the credit unions have received more loan applications from beef farmers anyway. 71% beef, uh, 17% dairy, and 9% for sheep farmers. The average loan application from farmers uh, for the first half of 2023 was just over, uh, it was, sorry, it was almost 32,000, 31,711 euro. Um, but there was differences, say, between the sectors. So dairy farmers applied for, on average, 39,258 euro, while the beef farmer was down about 9,000 less at 30,223 euro. They're the average loan applications. And look, these loans have been sought for a number of things. Um, you know, farmers are looking to, um, you know, they're investing in, in their farms and that they're something like um, 33% of them were, were seeking loans for stocking and working capital, stock, you know, to, to buy in stock. 
Um, the other most popular known purpose was farm buildings at 21%. Uh, the purchase of farm equipment was 17%. And tractor purchases were 12%. So kind of a flavour of what farmers are seeking seeking funding for. And another kind of final note on it was they also gave us detail on the most common debt level. So farmers who are applying for loans from them, they obviously had to make clear their debt. Um, these farmers were carrying on average €63,391 in debt, while um, dairy farmers had over double that at 143,712. So, kind of, you know, beef farmers seem to do a bit more borrowing there at the moment through the credit unions. Would you have a figure, a figure for the amount of uh, loans issued by Cultivate Date? Former chair of, or say, the, the chair of of Cultivate is a man called Joe Healy, a former IFA president. He was saying, you know, um, that they've issued 100 million in loans in total, um, and that's a six percent expansion. In 20, including a 6% expansion in 2023. So he was saying, you know, the 100 million loans, is, loans issued is a significant milestone for Cultivate to reach. Our ambition is to make farmer-friendly finance as accessible as possible to farmers throughout the country. So I suppose 71% of that being, isn't around, you know, maybe 60, 70, 70 million mark has been applied for or given out to beef farmers. Um, but it's, nonetheless, it's, it's interesting statistics and shows that there is borrowing activity going on within the farm sector. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Barry Murphy, Deputy News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, for your very valuable time and full details of your articles in this week's Irish Farmers Journal, Saturday, 2nd of September 2023. Thank you, Barry, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thanks, John. Thank you. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Miss Anya O'Connell. Anya, welcome to the programme. Would you please remind our listeners what your own role is in the IFA and with Dairy Women Ireland? And of course, again, we want to discuss a very important upcoming event. But first of all, your own involvement with the IFA and Dairy Women Ireland. Uh, Thank you, John, and thank you for having me on. Um, I am Dairy Policy Officer with IFA. And I am on the steering committee of Dairy Women Ireland, which was established in 2021 for Dairy Women. An upcoming event. Please remind us of the date of this event. We're excited to announce our autumn series, which has a farm walk on on Norma and Tom Deneen's farm on the 15th of September outside Ballynoe in County Cork. And it is the home of Borua Cheese. So some of your uh, listeners might be familiar with this cheese and they make it on farm and uh, produce it from their uh, fleck-free cows. So it's going to be a very exciting day for everyone and it's very interesting to see Norma's role on the farm and how she's carved out this very successful cheese-making business. And has Borua cheese won prizes, or is it obtainable in shops? It's wonderful. We got we during our preparation visit, we got a wonderful opportunity to visit uh, the the facility, and we saw all the awards on the door. There's she's had achieved multiple awards for her cheese, and it's widely available in supermarkets uh, in Super Value. Tesco and I think even Dunn's. So it's 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 a very successful cheese brand and cheese itself. And we are delighted that uh, she has decided to host this event for us on the 15th of September because it is utterly inspiring what has been achieved. And I think it's going to be a brilliant morning. It's kicking off at 11 a.m., and we really want everyone to attend. It's, it's, it's a Dairy Women Ireland event in association with Chagask, but it's not just exclusive to women. We welcome everyone, and uh, everyone should 
get pull out the wellies and come on board and have a look at this because it's truly inspiring. Now, usually with big events, we like to give people an idea of numbers. So to give the organisers an idea of numbers, is it necessary to register or can people just turn up on the day? Uh, at this stage for this event, we're, we, we are requiring no registration, but just to turn up on the day, um, there'll be plenty of car parking. There'll be, it's a farm walk, so there's plenty of space to go around and look at the cows and look at the, the farm and look at the cheese making facility. So, so we will be happy, the more the merrier they come, that'll be fantastic. It's always great to see an artisan-type cheese or a new cheese or a uniquely local cork or any county in Ireland uh, cheese or places in Ireland. And I think the translation of Beau Rua cheese would be red cow cheese, I believe. They have a herd of fleck-free cows, and I suppose that's, that's the underlying reason why it's so t- uh, tasty and successful. So, yes, it's, it's red cows because fleck are red and white. Yeah, exactly. Reminder, listeners, the time the farm walk starts. Yeah, so it's at 11am um, on Friday, the 15th of September, running from 11 to 1 o'clock. Um, it's outside Ballynoe, um in County Cork, uh, about 30 minutes from Fermoy. And we have the air code on our uh, uh, social media channel. So, so if people are interested... Look at our social media pages. We're on Twitter and we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram. So people can check in here and uh, we are welcome. We welcome everyone and we're looking forward to seeing everyone there. It's it's Dairy Women Ireland is all about empowering women and empowering, uh, creating a network for dairy women in the industry. And we want women who are involved to come on the day establish friendships, make make connections and learn learn something new. And a very important uh, conference is taking place. Now, it's a little bit down the road, a few months' yeah. time, but please remind us this is a date for the ladies' uh, notebooks or diaries. Yes, yes of course. Uh, Dairy Women Ireland it, it was established in 2021 and we had our inaugural conference uh, last November and we are hosting our second conference this November 25th in the Killashy House Hotel. So I'm just flagging it to everyone. Put it in your diary. We're arranging the programme um, currently and it's going to be a very exciting and worthwhile day for for our members. Jerry uh, Women Ireland have just completed a series of regional events which had great turnouts and we are keen to run more farm events as well. So... We have a bumper schedule planned for the rest of 2023 and into 2024. But especially, I think everyone should attend our conference, which is on the 25th of November. It's the Saturday, the last Saturday in November in the Killashy um, House Hotel in, in, in Nice. So it's a bit of a travel for Cork members, but it's, it's up the motorway. It won't be too far. Dairy Women Ireland, how can women listeners, female listeners, find out more about joining Dairy Women Ireland? Yes, I think the the easiest place to direct people to is our social media channels, so Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We will also be, members of our steering committee will be present on the day at the Tom and Norma Deneen's farm, so come approach us, we will get you signed up. We are always welcoming new members. Um, It's a fantastic network 
um, and we are keen to take on more members. So I think that's the best, the easiest ways to approach our social media channels and um, obviously any of our events that are held across the country. You just turn up to them, we'll, we'll sign you up. It's the forthcoming event, which we've been talking about. The date, time and uh, you know the event itself, something about the background to it. Yes, so it's the 15th of September on Tom and Norma's Means Farm, the home of Borua Cheese, um, outside uh, Ballyno in County Cork. It'll all be about looking, we'll look, be looking at the cows, we'll be looking at the grass, the farm, uh, but we'll also be looking at Norma's journey into, into cheese making and how she carved out a role for herself on the farm and what skills she has brought um, we're all about empowering women in Dairy Women Ireland and I think it's she has done such a fantastic job on the farm. I think it's very inspirational and I think anyone who turns up on the day will go home with some very special messages and be very motivated in their own farming environment. Ms. Anya O'Connell of the IFA and Dairy Women Ireland. Thank you, Anya, very much. Thank you, John. You, Thank you. you. Miss Rachel O'Leary Chogask joins us on the Farm Talk programme, Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. First of all, Rachel, welcome to the programme. Please remind our listeners about your own role in Chogask at the moment. And indeed, I believe you were in the West Cork office for three years, but you're in Middleton now, if you might confirm that for us. Hi, John. Thank you. Yeah. Um, as you said, my name is Rachel O'Leary and I'm a business and technology dairy advisor with Chagask. Um, I'm currently based out of the Middleton office in East Cork um, and having come from the West Cork office in Clannacilty for the last uh, three and a half years. So um, I've been within the organisation for a number of years, but new to the East Cork area. That's great altogether, uh, Rachel. Now, could I just ask you to remind our listeners if there are any deadlines or, more importantly, upcoming events you'd like to remind them about? So, any upcoming events? Sure, uh, John. There are a number of upcoming events uh, in the month of September. It is uh, a period of when people come back and uh, when things start kicking off again. So, I suppose one of the first ones from the dairy point of view would be... um, you know, Chagas are in conjunction with Dairy Gold are holding their um, Milk Quality Open Day on the farm of Dennis and Ruth O'Leary. And uh, that's their farm is based in Upper Clarobe, Larney. Now, that event is happening Thursday, the 7th of September. And I suppose really it is a, a fantastic event to attend. Uh, Dennis and his family are very worthy winners of the Dairy Gold Milk Quality Awards for 2022. And on the day, uh, they will be highlighting how the consistency achieved um, the exceptional milk quality for their herd. So coupled together with their hygiene standards, their animal welfare, sustainability, and to name but a few, these will all be discussed and how they were achieved on the O'Leary, the O'Leary family farm. Um, I suppose this farm also, the O'Leary's, they have a very high efficient system and it's demonstrated through their carbon footprint which is very important, and um, the way their milk is being produced on their farm. The implementation of the key technologies to reduce their greenhouse gases and their ammonia emissions from the farm will be described in detail by Dennis himself. And these have been successfully incorporated into their day-to-day running now of their farm to maximise the efficiency and to enhance the profitability. And then this will carry and maintain the sustainability of their business into the future. So I suppose that's just a brief outline of this event. And the most important thing is that it's happening on Thursday, the 7th of September. 
the air code for their farm is T23WV60. And it will be signposted accordingly from Claro and from Blarney direction. The walk commences at, at 11 a.m. that day. So I suppose that's one of the one of the first events. And um, just moving forward, then we have a, a Dairy Beef 500 farm walk and uh, a live forum as well being held on the farm of Pat Collins in Castle Marcher. And that event is happening on Tuesday, the 12th of September at 5 p.m. in the evening. So the theme of this event then is dairy breeding and beef feeding. So the topics that will be discussed on the night will be including grassland management, tips for maximising their performance, multi-species swords, red clover, to name but a few. And then following on from the discussion, there will be a live forum which will be chaired by Dr. Doreen Corridan. And uh, this is a great opportunity for attendees on the evening to interact with an excellent panel of speakers and um, they'll cover numerous topics such as the new CBV value, which is very important for the beef calves. That's the commercial beef value, which is going to be new out there. Animal health issues, and then our own Chagasks, uh, Lawrence Shalhoub, will give his views on the day for the dairy industry and the outlook and the options for future-proofing our, uh, our, our dairy system. So I suppose, again, that's on the farm of Pat Collins in Castlemartyr on Tuesday, the 12th of September, at 5 p.m. and the air code for Pat's farm is P25WH92. Uh, we have another uh, future beef farm walk in conjunction with Chagask and this will take place on the farm of Jermac Sweeney which is in Turin Bawn in Mill Street. This event is happening on Thursday the 7th of September at 2 p.m. So this is a national walk and it's open to the public and uh, here Jer will discuss his breeding progress from 2018 to, to this current year 2023, how he's improved it, how he's improved grassland management, the financial performance of his herd and his future plans for his, for his farm and his carbon footprint etc. So again that's the future beef walk and it is being held on Jer McSweeney's farm on Thursday the 7th of September at 2 p.m. and the air code for Jer's farm is P51FW65. And I suppose finally as I said at the start uh, John there's a, an awful lot of events coming up but they're all very important and very informative. Um, this today, Saturday, uh, marks the beginning of uh, the Hedgerow Week, which is a, a very important week in uh, the eco scheme and for for the farm for the farm future farming. And um, this year, Hedgerow Week and Chagas have partnered up with the Heritage Council, and they're running a number of events now over the coming week across the whole country. Um, and these events will be themed around hedgerow management from hedge laying to foraging walks and conservation and, and so on. All these events will begin at 11 a.m. That's all the events throughout the week, and they're open for anyone in the public to attend. I suppose because there's so many, I won't mention them all. I'll just mention the two Cork ones here. The first one will take place on the 7th of September on Chagas' Clonakilty Farm, and the air code for that one is P85AX52. And the second Cork event will be on the September 8th on Chagas' Curtains Farm. And the air code for this one is P61X727. 
And again, as I said, they're nationwide and all the rest of the information can be found on the Chagas website by entering in um, Hedgerow Week events. That concludes the events that are coming up within the next week or 10 days or so. Uh, very informative events, very interesting events and um, events that I would highly recommend anyone to attend. Speaking to Miss yeah. Rachel O'Leary. Rachel, the events that began on Saturday, bearing in mind our programme goes out Saturday morning, 7am to 8am, and Wednesday evening, 10pm to 11pm, the following Wednesday, repeat. Yes, yeah. yeah, so the date of the start-up of the Hedgerow Week commences on uh, Saturday the 2nd of September and runs through the week of Monday the 4th to Saturday the 9th. So that's the week of the Hedgerow uh, events uh, nationwide. That's wonderful. Just to avail of the opportunity of advising our morning listeners and evening repeat programme listeners of that very yes, important event. Now, Rachel, thank you very much indeed for those updates, those very important four events are happening. Now, could we just look at our main topic? We're looking at uh, fertiliser, grass targets. Now, we're just into September, as it were. So what are the fertiliser and grass targets for farmers heading into September? There are a, a number of targets and it's a very important time of the year now heading into the autumn months. I suppose August and into the early of September are the key months really to start building up the autumn grass, you know, within your farm. And, and ways of doing this would be using your fertiliser in line with your nitrates allowance to grow the grass for the farm as, as the growth rates naturally decline at this time of the year. And I suppose to maximise the benefit of your nitrogen fertiliser, it's very important also that farms are aware that their sulphur is adequate within, within the ground. And to include potash, John, at this time of the year, as you wouldn't normally be doing this early on in the year due to silage cutting, etc. So I suppose depending on what's left in your nitrogen allowance, we would be recommending anything from 25 to 27 units per acre to start finishing up. And really, John, uh, ideally, this last round would have gone out last week, so the last week of August. So it's definitely a job that we'd be getting done as soon as possible to make the most of the early September growth rates. And I suppose just looking at the pasture base Ireland that we have seen over this last week or so, the predicted growth rate for the next week coming now, the first week of September, will be in and around 60 kilos of dry matter per hectare per day. So it's still a great opportunity to start building grass and to start, you know, um, setting up the, the grass cover for into the autumn. I suppose also, John, people have paddocks that, you know, still may need to be taken out for bales, you know, and really this should be a priority now as, as soon as, you know, weather permitting and as soon as possible that farmers will take these out and get them back into the grazing platform again. I suppose there are a few targets that we'd kind of look at, John, and key targets for in and around the 1st of September time, you know, keeping things simple and, and stocked at a cow to the acre or therefore two and a half cows to the hectare, you're looking at, um, you know, um, a, a cover per farm of around 750 kgs of dry matter per farm. And uh, you're looking at around um, a stocking rate of around 300 to 350 of kgs of dry matter per cow then that way. So these are the kind of targets that, that we'd be advising farmers to, to keep an eye on and, you know, when they're doing their grass measuring and recording it, that, um, that they're hitting these targets. 
So I suppose, again, you know, you know, even higher stock farms and uh, looking at the pasture-based figures at the moment, the average farm cover is sitting just under 850 with around 267 um, kgs per livestock unit. And that's farms that are stocked slightly heavier at around three livestock units per hectare on the grazing platform. So I suppose going forward from this, you know, we're heading for uh, extending the, the the grazing rotation up to a around a 30-day round. So really, we'd suggest allocating grass on a daily basis for this kind of a rotation. So really, what my advice would be, John, is this this week, you know, take the time to really walk the farm, get a better idea of where you're at in relation to your stocking rate now, in relation to what covers you have on the farm, and in relation to making a plan for your autumn going forward, you know. So as I said, you know, to extend the greasing, the greasing rotation to 25, 30 days, you know, little things like bringing back in, you know, silage ground, reseeded ground, um, and just increasing the overall grazing area. Small things like grazing slightly tighter to slow down the the rotation, you know. But the benefits of of grazing tighter, you'll have cleaner swards, John, and therefore this will turn into better autumn grazing and better management for the farmer. So little things then, like maybe identifying your cull cows and pulling them out a bit sooner from the milking platform and moving them off the milking platform, and uh, you know little things like that, just to just to just to keep on target and to keep focus on those targets. I suppose I'd take the opportunity here, John, just to remind people of another deadline. I know you spoke about deadlines at the start. There's a, a new fertilizer um, database, which, you know, all farmers have to be registered on the Department of Agriculture's fertilizer database by Friday, the 1st of September. So that's yesterday, Friday, the 1st of September in order to be able to purchase fertilizer going forward. So I suppose that's just a reminder for all farmers to maybe contact their um their co-op or their um their their distributor in to see how they can go about um getting registered on the fertilizer database or logging on to Ag Food and selecting it for themselves. Um I suppose this is very important, John, really, because going forward, all farmers will have to declare their closing stock then by midnight on the 14th of September. And um, this then will be carried forward um, into, the, into the following year. So, John, that's the fertilizer database, really. And what I would be reminding people is um, that the fertilizer deadline uh, for spreading fertilizer is 14th of September. So just a reminder now that there's only a fortnight left from this from this call here on uh, Saturday 2nd of September that the, the fertilizer deadline is the 14th of September coming. A minute to midnight on, on the 14th of September across the board for all farmers. To make sure we have a baseline and from then on any time you want fertilizer you must declare your herd number and keep a very strict record all part and parcel of a very worthy target trying to ensure that Ireland, this country, we retain our 250 kg derogation as opposed to being forced to go to 20 because of um, water quality or fertiliser, etc. So very important that everyone would row in to ensure the European Union, the EU Commission decide, yes, you can keep your 250 kg derogation for nitrates. Absolutely, I agree. Yes, John. Yeah, these are little steps to going towards helping to maintain our derogation. Yeah. 
That's wonderful. Now, again, we must say, unfortunately, a little bit of a sting in the tail. Regardless of everything, there is a fine. There can be a fine of some sort, possibly up to €5,000. But for the pure target of, of retaining our extended derogation, that we would uh, make sure we abide by the rules from 1st of September. Thank you, Rachel. We pause now for some commercial messages. Hopefully, Rachel, you can join us after the break when you'll be looking at farmers identifying their cull cows and making decisions on which cull cows, if any, to keep over the winter. Also, cash flow and financial management, something farmers should be looking at now, you believe. So looking at those matters after the break. Thank you, Rachel. Looking forward to you joining us in a few moments. Rejoining us now on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Miss Rachel O'Leary, B&T Dairy Advisor, based at the Chagask office in Middleton in East Cork. Welcome back, Rachel. Now, regarding cull cows. I mentioned that earlier in the sense of identifying the culls and, you know, especially if you're on a higher stocking rate where you might have to start building grass covers now coming into September and you might like to remove these cull cows out of the herd that bit sooner than normal. And I suppose this year it is, it is very important, John, and for the, the other reason of, you know, ensuring that you have adequate fodder, you know, for the winter coming ahead. So really, I suppose by now we'd be hoping that the majority of the herds have their cows scanned um, in order to firstly identify any empty cows. And this will really allow the farmer to help with the decision-making when it comes to choosing cull cows. So I suppose with the year that we've been having, John, weather-wise especially, I'd be recommending farmers to complete, you know, something like a fodder budget, a very simple fodder budget, in order to take steps to um, ensure that they have adequate supply for the winter feed. This will also help to identify whether you hang on to the cull cows within the herd um, and uh, over the winter period. So... There's a, a number of tools that can be used in order to do a simple uh, fodder um, budget, but what I'd be using is the Pasture Base Ireland. You can do a manual fodder budget up on there. A number of farmers have already completed them early on in the year, so I'd be advising to go back on and to adjust them accordingly as per your, your feed that you have inside your own uh, farm gate. And I suppose this will really help, you know, to identify if a farmer may need to look into other feed options, you know, maybe the possibility of a third cut or bringing in more bales. And again, coming back to moving the cull cows off farm that bit earlier, if fodder isn't, uh, you know, available to, to the whole herd for the winter. So maybe culling off the cows that bit sooner. And again, that comes back to having them scanned, you know, knowing your empty cows, knowing your cull cows, having your fodder budget complete in order to help you make these on-farm decisions that bit easier. And I suppose, look, there are still many farmers out there that used up an awful lot of their winter feed last year with the winter that we had and, and the spring that we had there in March. But uh, it's really important now that they prepare themselves for this coming winter and do those couple of steps in order to be prepared, organised, and ensure that they have enough adequate feed in the farm to uh, see them through the winter. That's great, Rachel. Now, coming to the point where you get a sheet of paper, you draw a line down the centre, and on the left-hand side you have uh, your income, 
and on the right-hand side of that divided page, you have expenses are outgoing and then possibly a bit of time left at the bottom or space left at the bottom to work out the, the future, where you stand, and financial plans for the future. So cash flow and financial management is something, of course, Rachel, farmers should be looking at now, I would imagine. What do you think? I agree, John, very much so. It's um, been a very tough year with weather-wise, and, and so it has been a, a big juggle for many farmers in the sense of, um, you know, trying to get fodder and trying to manage grass management, etc. So a thing that farmers may not have had much time to think of would be their financial management. Um, tis, there's no question about it, John, in the difference in milk price from 2022 to 2023, you know, just working off that basis alone, I'd highly recommend farmers to get a set of accounts done as soon as possible now, you know, so that they still have a little bit of time to review their financial situation and make plans for the end of the tax year. So I suppose little things like maybe creating a simple cash flow budget can be done also. Um, Some farmers think that this can be a very daunting task, but it doesn't have to be an exact science, John, you know, in most cases even doing a best estimate is what they'd say is better than having no estimate at all. So really what I would be advising, John, is to uh, contact your accountant now to get the process going, review your outstanding bills and where there's money owing, and identify where best to direct your finances right now on, on the farm, I suppose, and the bills that need to be paid. What I'd say just for in terms of facts and figures, John, so it's very clear to farmers, we do a number of profit monitors here in, in, in the Chagas office and looking at the figures based on our own profit monitors here for 2022 versus this year. Last year alone, it was averaging out that it was costing somewhere in around 32 cents a litre to produce a litre of milk. And John, if you base that out on the um, average number of litres across the country, which is coming in at just under 6,000 litres, you're looking at somewhere around €1,900 Euro, um, to, to, to keep a cow, you know. So really what I'd be saying is this year is such an uncertain milk price year. Um, costs are very similar. Granted, fertiliser has come down a bit, but, you know, it's only one of, uh, of many things that has come down um, a bit. We'd be encouraging farmers to really have their mindset in gear now for doing a set of accounts, knowing where their financial status is, you know, clearing off the bills that need to be paid and going into 2024, having a real low cost mindset going into 2024, coming off a a, a very high milk price in 22 to a very uncertain and variable milk price in 2023. Going into 2024 now, they'd really want to have that low cost mindset going into it and really have um, their finances kind of aligned and, and a plan put in place. Now, Rachel, you may or may not have this um, at your fingertips, but do you know the date? What's the date by which you should have your accounts filed with the revenue service? This year, actually, and it is a a, a couple of weeks extra, so it gives farmers that bit extra time to return, to file and return your income tax for this year in 2023. They've extended it until the middle of November. So farmers now have until the middle of November 2023 to file and return their, their income tax. Uh, records. So thank you very much indeed for all of your valuable time. Miss Rachel O'Leary, B&T Dairy Advisor, now based in Middleton in East Cork, but having been in the West Cork office until recently for three years. Rachel, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thank you too, John.
Mr. Pat McCormack, President of the ICBC, has warned there will be a €2 billion hit for dairy farmers and a disaster for the rural economy. Mr. McCormack said the milk price reduction so far this year in 23 will wipe €2 billion from dairy farmers' revenues this year and in turn has reduced spending in rural communities by possibly double that amount. This is going, he warned, to have a very serious impact not only on the dairy farmers themselves, but on the wider rural economy in 2023, as well as into next year, 2024. Mr McCormick explained that in 2023 there had been very severe cuts to milk price throughout the course of the year, and it came as no surprise to see the spending power of dairy farmers dramatically worsen, and this is being reported by businesses right across rural communities who provide goods and services to dairy farmers and the wider dairy industry. From concrete to shed suppliers to milking equipment to farm machinery, the reports coming back is that dairy farmers have stopped buying and investing. Only the very basics are being purchased, and this is going to have a dramatic impact on the local economy. Mr McCormack revealed that his organisation, the ICMSA, had carried out a detailed analysis of each of the 26 counties to establish the reduction in revenues earned by dairy farmers over the past two years. Results show the dramatic drops in milk price, with almost €2 billion less being paid to dairy farmers in 2023 versus 22. This, Mr McCormack said, was an astounding amount to lose from the rural economy As he said, we all know that farmers spend in their local communities and many local services and companies are dependent on farmers. With an output multiplier of two for dairy, the total deficit from the Irish rural economy could be €2 billion for this year 23. The analysis, Mr McCormack said, used an average milk price of 59 cents a litre for 2022 and an expected average price of 37 cents per litre for 23, with production expected to fall by 2% year-on-year given the weather and price conditions prevailing at present. This, he said, means that almost 38% of dairy revenues have been wiped away in the space of 12 months, and this analysis did not include the very severe cost elements facing dairy farmers, meaning that dairy farm incomes will be severely hit this year 23. While fertiliser has reduced somewhat, most fertiliser had been purchased earlier in the year, or last year, at inflated prices, and unfortunately, electricity and feed remain stubbornly high. Mr McCormack said at county level, we see the largest reduction occurring in Cork, with almost half a billion of a reduction, while Tipperary would lose almost a quarter of a billion indirect revenues. These counties, Cork and Tipperary, have large processors and this is where the multiplier effect can bite even harder with so many indirect jobs depending on the dairy sector in those counties. Concluding, the ICMSA President Mr McCormack said that while milk price reductions have been very severe and will have a massive impact on dairy farm income in 23, he was calling on the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine to immediately convene a meeting of the Dairy Forum so that a clear strategy could be put in place 
to kick-start an immediate recovery in milk price which is needed by the farmers who produce the milk on a daily basis, but also the wider rural businesses who are dependent on dairy incomes for their revenues in turn. Part of a statement there from the ICMSA National President, Mr Pat McCormick, warning there'll be a €2 billion hit for dairy farmers and a disaster for rural economy following recent milk trends for this year so far. The inclusion of IBR testing in the National Beef Welfare Scheme is a serious mistake, according to the IFA. IFA National Livestock Chair Mr. Brendan Golden said the inclusion of IBR testing in the National Beef Welfare Scheme for suckler farmers is a serious mistake by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConlugue, and must be revisited. And that's the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks for listening. The Farm Programme, 7am to 8am on Saturday mornings, and the repeat on Wednesday evenings between 10pm and 11 Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold. Choose Gold Performance Pack. Includes biotin, yeast and protected minerals to reduce lameness, boost milk solids and fertility.